Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Mother's Day service. I'm glad to see you all here. Cam is missing today, so um, Curtis is on sound, so we're going to miss him up here, but hopefully he sings loud enough that you can still hear him out there. Um, we're going to stand and sing together. Um, John and I picked, well, the four of us picked songs. Rather than traditional Mother's Day songs, we picked songs that reflects um, where our strength as believers come from. Um, which is obviously Jesus and putting Jesus first in our lives, which is really the only way that you can successfully navigate all of the things that motherhood and fatherhood both throw at you. So let's stand and sing Seeky first together. Yeah. 
this was one that Cam picked, which is a really good one. Um, I think that sort of encompasses his mom. Um, and so this one, I think, is a special one for Irene.
Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to church this morning. And happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. If you'd like to read with me the scripture that's in your bulletin, it is from Psalm 98, verse 1. And if you would like to read with me. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wonderful things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained the victory for him. Psalm 98, verse 1. If you'd like to bow with me, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you that we can gather together, that we have a family here that we can worship with. And we pray that you would continue to be with Pastor Glenn as he preaches your word and teaches it to us. We thank you that your word is living and it's active and it works in our lives. And we just pray that we would be obedient to it. And we just thank you once again that we can worship you this morning freely. In Jesus' name. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Mother's Day service. I'm glad to see you all here. Cam is missing today, so um, Curtis is on sound, so we're going to miss him up here, but hopefully he sings loud enough that you can still hear him out there. Um, we're going to stand and sing together. Um, John and I picked, well, the four of us picked songs. Rather than traditional Mother's Day songs, we picked songs that reflects um, where our strength as believers come from. Um, which is obviously Jesus and putting Jesus first in our lives, which is really the only way that you can successfully navigate all of the things that motherhood and fatherhood both throw at you. So let's stand and sing Seeky first together.
this was one that Cam picked, which is a really good one. Um, I think that sort of encompasses his mom. Um, and so this one, I think, is a special one for Irene.
Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to church this morning. And happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. If you'd like to read with me the scripture that's in your bulletin, it is from Psalm 98, verse 1. And if you would like to read with me. O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wonderful things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained the victory for him. Psalm 98, verse 1. If you'd like to bow with me, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you that we can gather together, that we have a family here that we can worship with. And we pray that you would continue to be with Pastor Glenn as he preaches your word and teaches it to us. We thank you that your word is living and it's active and it works in our lives. And we just pray that we would be obedient to it. And we just thank you once again that we can worship you this morning freely. In Jesus' name. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Mother's Day service. I'm glad to see you all here. Cam is missing today, so um, Curtis is on sound, so we're going to miss him up here, but hopefully he sings loud enough that you can still hear him out there. Um, we're going to stand and sing together. Um, John and I picked, well, the four of us picked songs. Rather than traditional Mother's Day songs, we picked songs that reflects um, where our strength as believers come from. Um, which is obviously Jesus and putting Jesus first in our lives, which is really the only way that you can successfully navigate all of the things that motherhood and fatherhood both throw at you. So let's stand and sing Seek Ye First together. Thank 
This was one that Cam picked, which is a really good one. Um, I think that sort of encompasses his mom. Um, and so this one, I think, is a special one for Irene.
Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to church this morning. And happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. If you'd like to read with me the scripture that's in your bulletin, it is from Psalm 98, verse 1. And if you would like to read with me. O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wonderful things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained the victory for him. Psalm 98, verse 1. If you'd like to bow with me, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you that we can gather together, that we have a family here that we can worship with. And we pray that you would continue to be with Pastor Glenn as he preaches your word and teaches it to us. We thank you that your word is living and it's active and it works in our lives. And we just pray that we would be obedient to it. And we just thank you once again that we can worship you this morning freely. In Jesus' name we give thanks. Amen. Our scripture reading today is from Proverbs chapter 31, verse 25 to the end. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household, and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Hear what God has to say to us this morning. Let's just ask that he would guide our thoughts. Lord God, we want to come before you as a congregation, and we have your word before us. And I pray, Lord, that as we open it and look into it and hear what it is you're saying, may it be you speaking. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would, in a real way, move me aside, and you would do the speaking here this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Forgotten my lapel, Micah. There we go. I got it on, Curtis. <laughs> so, uh, just uh, before we get going into the message, it's uh, going to be a little different uh, service, Mother's Day service, than we're used to uh, this morning. Um, first of all, uh, well, I guess I'll just go back a little bit. We've been using this COVID time as elders to kind of talk about our church and what in our church needs to be tweaked a little bit and, and maybe what some evaluation and and I, one of the things that we kind of agreed on and came to realize that the way we've been doing some of our special special services over the years like Mother's Day and Father's Day and Grad Sunday and all that um, we've kind of maybe gotten to the point where the focus has got away a little bit from what a worship service should be where it, we come to focus our attention on our God and worship our God and open our hearts to Him and uh, they've come to be a little bit, maybe too much a lean toward 
the focus being on, not on God, but on whatever it is we're focusing on that, or that Sunday. So not that we're doing, we're doing we're wrong, but we thought maybe we should get our focus a little more where it should be. So um, we're going to try to do that coming up ahead. And also in this COVID time, we're struggling with some of the guidelines and, and how, how to work that all in. And so we're not allowed to pass anything around. So our apologies to our mothers. I hope you weren't expecting a great gift this morning because you're not going to get any gift from the church this morning. And Father's Day, fathers aren't going to get anything either. And uh, so families, make sure that you honor your mothers because that's what it's for. It's for the children and the husbands to honor their mothers uh, more so than for the church. So I hope you'll take time to do that. So I hope you're not disappointed, mothers, but that's just uh, <laughs> the way things are working out this year. That's kind of what what it is. Anyway, I do have a sermon, though, that is kind of for mothers. So uh, I'm about to start off with some humor. Some humor from the mouth of kids. These were questions asked to kids about their mothers. And this is how the kids answered. So the first question is, how did God make mothers? A couple answers. One child answered, uh, he used dirt, just like the, for the rest of us. Another child answered, uh, magic plus superpowers and a lot of stirring. And the third child said, God made mom the same like he made me. Just used bigger parts. Another question now, what ingredients are mothers made of? And one child said, God makes mothers out of clouds and angel hair and everything nice in the world. And one dab of mean. <laughs> Just one dab of mean. Uh, another child said, they had to get their start from men's bones. Then they mostly used string, I think. <laughs> another question, what does your mom do in her spare time? And one child answered, mothers don't do spare time. <laughs> another child answered, to hear her tell it, she pays bills all day long. <laughs> Third question to the kids, what would it take to make your mom perfect? <laughs> and one child answer, on the inside, she's already perfect. Outside, think some kind of plastic surgery or... <laughs> Another child said, diet. <laughs> You know, her hair, I dye it, like, like blue or something. <laughs> Aren't kids wonderful? <laughs> it's Mother's Day, and we're going to take a break from our study of 1 Thessalonians for this Sunday, and we'll take a look at what the Bible has to say about mothers and motherhood. So what does the Bible teach about motherhood? It's a good question. Because there is no one particular passage in the Bible that you can turn to and read it and say, there. That's what the Bible teaches about motherhood. There's no one Bible passage that is devoted exclusively to that topic. But that isn't to say that the, the, that the Bible doesn't contain a lot of strong teaching on motherhood. 
This is a topic or a concept that is there throughout the scriptures. It's woven into and a part of many of the fundamental teachings of the scriptures. It's one of those things that the more you study the Bible, the more you realize how God designed things to be and the key roles that mothers play in that. And as you understand that, the more you realize how motherhood should work. As I was preparing for this sermon, this message, the thought came to me, what would God say if he were doing the preaching here this morning? If God himself would sit me down and he would walk up to the pulpit and speak to the mothers of this church, what would he say? So I pondered that, and that was my prayer. God, what is it you'd say if you were doing the preaching? And as I went over in my mind the biblical principles that I have discovered over my years of studying the Bible, a couple of things came to the forefront. A couple of things that I'm sure God would say to the mothers here. And that's what I want to share with you this morning. So the sermon this morning is kind of directed at the mothers. Often on Mother's Day I've directed the sermon more to the kids and to the, well to all of us really, about how, how to honor our mothers. But this morning I want to just speak to the mothers and and. This is for you. The rest of you, husbands and kids, you can follow along and listen and learn what this says to you by implication about how to treat your mothers. But the message itself is for the mothers, what God is saying directly to you. So it, it, it's good for us to understand what God is saying to mothers this morning. And we can better understand that by studying the principles of motherhood that come out in the scriptures. And I only got two this morning, two principles I want to look at that came to my mind as I prayed this through. What would God say? Number one, I think this is what God would say to you mothers. Value highly your role as mothers. Value highly your role as mothers. And I can't point to a specific passage where this principle is taught, as I said, but, but when you study the story and the message of the Bible as a whole, and get to know how God designed things and how God intended things to work. You begin to grasp that mothers play a key role in it all. Without mothers, things start falling apart from the way God intended it to be. So let's start right from the beginning. Most of you have heard this before. But please bear with me as we look at it once again. We're going to look at it this time from the angle of mothers and motherhood. So I'd like you to turn first in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. Those of you kids who have been coming to youth, you've heard Chris talk about this. So you should know this pretty well. Genesis 1, 26 and 27 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So when God created humans, he created them in his image. That separates humans from everything else that God created. 
Only humans are created in his image. And you'll notice in verse 27 that God created humans in two forms. Male and female. Both equally created in God's image. Now all of us know that in humans, male and females are different from each other. Not only are their physical bodies different, but they are wired differently. They think different. They feel differently. They see things differently. They process things differently. And we could go on and on. God created them different. He did that deliberately. So it seems to me that if God created humans in his image... And he created humans in two forms, a male and a female, and those two are quite different from one another. That the conclusion is that the males are intended to reflect one aspect of who God is, and the females are intended to reflect another aspect of who God is. Both equally important, both equally reflecting an aspect of who God is. So ladies, God created you and designed you in a specific way to reflect an aspect of the image, of his image, that is different from the men. But just as important. And God intends you as a woman to live that out. Now, go over to Genesis chapter 2, verses 22 to 25. My Bible is just across the page, so. Genesis 2, verses 22 to 25. Let's read them. The Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which she had taken from the man and brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of the man. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. So, because of how God created the man and the woman, a man should leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So in marriage, a man and a woman come together and become a single unit. That doesn't mean they're not individual people anymore. No, the man is still the man, the woman is still the woman, but they become a team, united, pulling together toward the same goal and the same purpose in their marriage. Both are needed to be an accurate reflection of the image of God. And who are they reflecting the image of God to? That's an important question. Turn over to Deuteronomy chapter, chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. have an old-time sword drill here this morning. First one there gets to read it. Anyway, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 and 7. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. So just let me set the context here of this passage. 
first five chapters of Deuteronomy. This is Moses talking. So the first five chapters, Moses has spent five chapters rehearsing with the Israelites their history, how they got to the place they are now, how they are now ready to cross the Jordan River and into the promised land that God is leading them to. And God had taught them all along the way. And especially, Moses reminded them of the Ten Commandments that they had received on Mount Sinai. So that kind of the middle of chapter 5. So that's what the first five chapters are about. And it's into that context then that Moses says these words that we just read. These things that I have taught you, teach them diligently to your children. And what I want us to see is the implications of what Moses is saying. Whose job is it to teach the children the things of God? Whose job is that, to teach the children the things of God? Well, it doesn't say it right out, but the implication is pretty clear. Teach them to your sons. <laughs> it's the parents' job to teach the children the things of God. That's not the job of the church. Well, the church does play a very vital role in that, obviously. The church is a huge resource for families in doing that, but it is the job of the parents first and foremost, to teach the children. It's not the job of the state. It's not the job of the school. It's the job of the parents. Primarily, the job of the parents to teach the children. And children are taught by a variety of means. Yes, there's verbal instruction, and that's important. But likely the most powerful means of teaching your children is by example. Children learn values and how to live out those values by seeing it modeled in front of them. So back to the question. Who does a husband and a wife reflect the image of God to? What is God intending? Well, they reflect it to their children, of course. Now, obviously, they reflect God's image to others, everyone they come in contact with, really, their communities and societies and all who see them. But children need to see a reflection of who God is by looking at their parents, as the man reflects the aspect of the image of God he's created to reflect, and the woman reflects the aspect of the image of God that she's created to reflect. And both together, they give a complete picture to the children. You see, God designed the home, the husband, wife, and children, to be the most basic building block of a society and a nation. Everything else in society is designed by God to be built on that foundation of homes being the kind of homes he wants them to be. On top of that builds everything else, communities, schools, governments, etc., etc., etc. Should all be built on the foundation of godly homes, according to God's design. That's how God designed it to work. And for a home to be a godly home, both the husband and the wife are equally necessary. Because each brings a part of the total picture. And each reflects an aspect of the image of God. And together, the children get a better, more complete picture of who God is. So, I know this took a while, but... <laughs> but you do, do you see the vital, the vital role a mother has and a mother plays in God's design of a marriage and a home. And by extension, a whole society.
The role of a mother is huge. You pull motherhood out of the picture and the whole design falls apart. Mothers, your role as mothers is huge. What could be more important to this world than being a mother, as we've just described? Value that role highly, mothers. Value that role highly. Don't let anyone put it down or put you down. On the surface, just being a mother may seem pretty humdrum and not too exciting and not really all that earth-shattering. But it is earth-shattering when you keep in mind the big picture of God's design. And I know in this day and age of women's rights, there's a tendency among the more fanatical of these people to really put down the notion of a woman just being a mother. Those people are way off base. I came across a quote that I thought was pretty good on this subject of women's rights. And uh, the quote is, of all the rights of women, the greatest is to be a mother. Phil Calloway, in one of his humor pieces, relates how his wife, who's a stay-at-home mom, will often face the question from others, do you work? And Phil says that she is always very gracious, but she on one occasion confided to him that she wished she had the eloquence of one woman who answered a similar question like this when she was asked, do you work? And she said, yeah, I work. I am socializing three homo sapiens in the dominant values of the Judeo-Christian tradition in order that they might be instruments for the transformation of the social order into the teleological prescribed utopia inherited in the eschaton. What do you do? <laughs> Ladies of God himself, we're preaching here this morning. He would say to you, value highly your role as mothers. Motherhood is essential to things working the way I designed it to work. You are essential to my design, he would say. Don't let anyone poo-poo being a mother or the idea of motherhood. In fact, that parents be honored, and that's the command. Honor your parents, honor your father and mother, that's the command. And that parents be honored, that motherhood and father be honored is so important that God put it right in the Ten Commandments. Honor your father and your mother. Both are equally important and both are to be honored. It's Mother's Day, so we're focusing on the mothers. God says, mothers, you are to be honored. And the reason that you are to be honored is because your role is vital to God's design. And don't let anyone tell you different. Value highly that role. That's God's word to you. And the second principle I see coming from the word of God is be God's kind of mother. <laughs> be God's kind of mother. We looked at God's design and how important motherhood is to that design. But to take it to the next implication, God's design only works if people involved <laughs> act and live the way God intends. So again, it's Mother's Day, we're focusing on mothers. For you as a mother to accomplish in his grand design what he intends for you to accomplish, you need to be his kind of mother. 
You need to live out your womanhood and your motherhood the way God intended and designed it to work. We can all think of mothers who have gone quite the opposite way and have been a huge force of destruction for their family because they went the opposite way. We're created with a free will, so we, uh, we need to make that choice to be God's kind of person. That re- applies equally to men and women, obviously, but folks on the mothers, be God's kind of mother. We've seen over the past, well, forever it seems like, as we look into the Bible, we see humans have a sin problem. Both males and females have a sin problem. We are born with a sin nature, which means our natural human leaning will be away from what God wants and not toward what God wants. It'll be, our natural tendency will be towards evil and sin. So mothers, being God's kind of mother in some ways is not what comes naturally. What comes naturally is usually the sin nature. If you're a mother, though, who has accepted Jesus as her Savior, and you have the Holy Spirit indwelling you, you have the means, then, to do what is right. And you have the power to do what is right within you, as you listen to the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you and let him control you. That's true for everybody. But for you as mothers. So what is included in being God's kind of mother? It it has to start with being God's kind of woman. Be the woman God made you to be. Back to what we just saw. You are created in God's image. Designed and intended to reflect an aspect of God's image to your children and to those around you. So it starts with being the woman that God made you to be. A number of years ago, we as a church, we spent, well this was quite a few years ago, we spent some time speaking primarily to the men. And during that series, you likely heard me challenge us as men with this statement. Be the man. Be the man. And I was saying basically the same thing, except to the men. Be the man God made you to be. The way God designed men to be. Be that. That was in that context. God made men the way he did for a reason. And we as men, we need to, in our homes, in our churches, in our communities, be the man. The way God created us to be. And that's what I'm saying today here to the mothers. Being God's kind of mother means you be the woman. God made you the way he did for a reason. That reason is profound and has filled with meaning and implication. So you first of all need to be the woman that God made you to be. Now remember, to get a complete picture of God, children need to see The aspect of the man reflects and the aspect the woman reflects. So this is not rocket science. For this to work, the man must be the man and all that that means. And the woman must be the woman and all that that means. We should never try to make men into women. Or women into men. That's going against God's design. So generally speaking, God designed women to nurture, to support life and growth, to foster good relationships, to promote sharing and harmony and love and so on, generally speaking, very generally, obviously, different women, depending on their personality that God gave them, will do this at different levels and in different ways. But that's how God designed women. 
So actually here, let's, let's turn to Proverbs 31. Um, it's a passage that Bonnie read earlier. Pas- uh, Proverbs 31, starting verse 26. Thirty-one, verse twenty-six, and I know from my years of pastoring that uh, a lot of you ladies find Proverbs thirty-one pretty intimidating, <laughs> and so on. I, I came across a source. This is just kind of by the way. Uh, I have no idea if this is true because I didn't have time to research it. So I'm just came across one source that said though that uh, Proverbs thirty-one was actually written for the men, and in Hebrew tradition. Uh, men were made to memorize Proverbs 31. That was there, and they were to sing it. <laughs> they were to sing it to their wives and their mothers, <laughs> in praise and honor of their mothers and their and their wives. So that was interesting. Like I said, I didn't have the time to research and see if that's true or not. So take it with a grain of salt. But it might be true. <laughs> but anyway, Proverbs chapter 31, beginning at verse 26. This is a passage that kind of explains what I'm trying to say better than I can. When the author of this proverb, this chapter in Proverbs, writes this in honor of of wives and mothers everywhere and explaining why she should be honored and why we do honor mothers and why we do honor motherhood. That's what this is about. That's what the chapter 31 is about. Reasons. This is, this is why they are to be honored. So let's read it again in that context. She opens her mouth in wisdom. And the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and bless her. Her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the product of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. As I said, God designed women the way he did for a reason. This is profound. Because it uh, is an, a reflection of an aspect of who God is. It is an aspect of God's image that needs to be reflected to this world. God is like that. And God is asking women to be a, re- a reflection of that aspect of who God is. So when I say, be the woman, that's what I mean. Reflect that aspect of the image of God that God designed you to reflect. Now, to do that, obviously, you need to be a person who is walking close to God. That you are living your life in a way that is consistent with the character of Jesus Christ. That you know your Bibles well, and you know them well enough to know what that is. And that you communicate regularly with God to stay close to Him and get the strength that you need to do that. Like I said at the beginning, kids learn a lot more from what they see modeled in front of them than what they do, or than they do from what is said to them. So as you are becoming 
the woman God made you to be and are living consistent with his teachings, you will model to your children and they will catch that and they will adopt it. It will rub off on them into their own personal values. That's what I remember from my mom. I remember her always striving to grow in her walk with God. Every evening, all through my growing up years, every evening the radio would be turned on to the Christian programming that our local radio station carried. Always. That's how she fed from God's word in those incredibly busy years of raising kids. From 6.30 to 9.30 every night, every evening, she, radio would be on. Took in, back to the Bible, Haven of Rest, Radio Bible Class, People's Gospel Hour, Insight for Living, <laughs> so on. She was always busy during those hours. She was always working during those hours. But listening as she worked. And she grew in her walk with God through those years. And she modeled it in front of her kids. And this rubs off on your children. They tend to adopt those values as their own. Or at least they are receptive. They, they are of receptive mind so that they come to an understanding of it. And so it's a logical choice for them to make, to choose God. Now obviously children have their own free will, and so there will be those that will reject, obviously, because they have their own free will. But, but as they see that model, it, it, it's, a, it's almost a natural choice for children to adopt them as their values as well. And then, of course, being God's kind of mother means actively teaching your children the things of God in the form of verbal instruction. That's included... Modeling is probably the most important, but verbal instruction is important too. God will give you many opportunities as mothers over the course of a day or a week or a year or your child's all your child's growing up years. He'll give you many opportunities to speak God's word into their lives. And you need to be in tune with those opportunities so when they come, you don't miss them. And you can speak God's word into them and instruct them from God's word. So this is the second thing I think God would say if he were speaking to you mothers this morning. Be my kind of mother. Be the woman I made you to be. Come close to me, God would say. Come close to me. Learn from me. Let me shape your character. And model that to your children and to all around you. Be my kind of mother. So therefore, we see from the scripture this morning what God would say to you mothers if you were doing, if he were here doing the preaching. First, value highly your role as a mother. God's design falls apart without motherhood. You're vital if things in our homes and communities and churches and societies are going to be what God designed them to be. Be God's kind of mother. Secondly, be God's kind of mother. Be the woman. Develop character that is consistent with the character of Jesus Christ and model it to your kids. Mothers, you are vitally important. Don't let anyone tell you any different. I know some mothers struggle more than others. I know that. Some find themselves through no fault of their own trying to be mother and father both. It's hard. And for those who are trying to do it or and are doing it, and trying their best to do it God's way, we need to honor you all the more for doing it. Deserving of double honor. 
But with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, all of us can grow in the process of becoming what God wants us to be. And let's make that our goal. And just one final word to your children here. I've <laughs> been talking to your moms, but kids, listen up. That's the kind of mother God gave you. And that's why God says, honor your mother. That's a command of God to you kids. Honor your mothers. Every day, kids, treat them with the honor that they deserve and the God, honor God wants you to give them. That's all. Let's all of us grow in the process of becoming the person God wants us to be. Let's take our moment of silence. Let's give you a moment alone with God in your own heart. Listen to what God may be saying to you personally this morning from his word. Amen. Music team, please. <clears throat> the next three songs that we picked <clears throat> continue in the theme of uh, a prayerful um, consideration of our roles as parents and also um, prayers asking God for strength and mercy and guidance on our journey. So let's stand together and sing, whether you're a mother or a father, I think they both apply. Sure. 
And there's probably a lot of things on the hearts of everyone here that were not mentioned this morning as well. And then, Lord, there's many of our church family who are unable to be with us this morning for various reasons. Uh, COVID guidelines being key among them. Uh, Lord, uh, all of us, as we come together to pray to you, we are praying to our Father who have asked us to come and share our requests with you. And that's what we're doing this morning. And we're sharing our praises. We have a lot of praises. You've blessed us, Lord, in a lot of ways. And we can choose to focus on the frustrations. We can choose to focus on the, on the, the restrictions. We can choose to focus on the blessings. And Lord, help us all at this moment to choose to focus on the blessings. Lord, we want to thank you for our mothers, all of us. We've all been raised by mothers in our lives. And we thank you for each one of them. And we pray, Lord, that you would help us to take your word, which tells us to honor our mothers. And you'd help us to live in a way, the way we treat our mothers, the way we speak of them, and the way we uh, communicate with them, and everything that we do concerning them and our relationship with our mothers, that it would be an expression of honor. And we would treat them with honor. So Lord, bless each mother here, we pray. We pray for each mother that is here today. We pray your blessing on them. May they... Find strength from you to do the job you've called them to do. May they understand, Lord, how, how highly you value them. And the role that you've given them. Lord, it's not a role for the faint of heart. It's a huge role you've given them. And they need you to carry out that role. Be close to them. Give them the strength they need, we pray. And Lord, as, as Joan said... Some of our mothers are getting on in years. We don't know how many Mother's Days we're going to have with them. So, Lord, make, help us to make every day count. And to give them the honor and praise that is due them every day. Lord, for the things that are on our hearts, as Marvin expressed an unspoken request, whatever that need is, Lord, I pray that you would meet that need as only you can. You know what's going on. You know the concern he has. I pray, Lord, you meet that concern as only you can, and help Marvin, Lord, just to rely on you for that. Uh, Lord, as Penny shared for her mom's friend, Christine, as she's facing cancer surgery uh, tomorrow, I think it is, Lord, I pray that you would be close to her through this time of surgery. I pray that it would be time when the doctor's hands would be guided by you, and they could uh, remove whatever needs to be removed, and Lord, that you'd recover from this, Lord, more than anything through it all, that you would lay your healing hand on her and bring healing to her. By your power, we just pray that you would bring healing. And then, Lord, for Penny's son, Austin, as he is celebrating her birthday on Thursday, I pray you give him a good day on Thursday. It would be a great day. I pray it would be a day, Lord, when he would just think about things he's been taught in his growing up years. And he would just be reminded of those things. And, Lord, you know uh, Penny's concern for her son, and I, I just pray, Lord, that uh, he would think of you and be drawn to you and, and look to you and live for you. I also want to pray for Betty Richardson as she is uh, facing cancer surgery this week on Thursday as well. And Lord, how I pray that uh, you guide the doctor's hands there too. That you'd bring healing to her. And Lord, through this time that both her and Bob would look to you and find the strength in you that only you can give. Lord, we want to praise you for the women in this church as, as Penny expressed. Many tremendous women who have left a role for the younger ladies. A good role. A good model. 
and I pray that they would follow that. And uh, Lord, I just pray your special blessing on each one of them. And Lord, a special way for Penny is her, it's her first Mother's Day, Lord, without her mom. And just give her the strength she needs, Lord, for, for this day. And to remember her mother well. And the good things that uh, her mother taught her. And that she can still honor her mother in, in living that. Lord, I thank you for Joyce's mom. Lord, for the mission field that she has there in, in Pioneer House. And uh, Lord, I just pray you to help her even though she is starting to be confused and in her mind and uh, dementia setting in to some extent. And Despite that all, Lord, that uh, she could just be the light for you that you want her to be in that, in that place. And that you could point others, others to you. Then, Lord, you know... Uh, unspoken request that Joyce shared that uh, whatever that is, Lord, how I pray that you would meet that need. And uh, Lord, as Joyce goes through this time, whatever it is, we don't know, but uh, Lord, that you would bring strength to her, comfort to her, and that you would just give her the assurance that uh, you are in control. Lord, for those of our church family who are unable to be with us this morning, be with them if they're worshiping in a different church or if they are uh, worshiping at home and not being able to be here today, uh, wherever they are, Lord, may you give them your strength to listen to you and to walk with you and to learn from you and to open their hearts to you and just have a good time of fellowship with you and their family this morning. Lord, we pray this all. In the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Chris. We will pray at this time for our offering. Just a reminder, the offering containers there on the little table to the side. If you'd just like to bow with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for your goodness to us, that we live in a land of plenty, and we just pray that uh, we would be mindful of that as we give back to you. Amen. As far as the announcements go, um, there's announcements there in your bulletin. Ladies Bible study at the church on Tuesday. Youth is 7.30 uh, here at the church on Friday. And there is the Evangelical Free Church uh, Theological Summit and annual general meeting if you'd like to take part in. It's this week. Contact Pastor Glenn if you're interested. And the prayer meeting is on May the 19th here at the church. Any other announcements? If not, it is time for Pastor Glenn's quiz. Okay, so quiz is a little shorter this week. in your life, be it a mother or a father or somebody sitting in front of you or behind you or a grandparent or <laughs> whatever. So for those of you marking the quizzes, here are the answers. And seeing it's short and they're pretty easy, everyone age 16 and under, even you little kids, you got to get 100% to get a prize this week. You got to get 100%. <laughs> okay, question number one, the answer is God's. Question number two, the answer is two. 
Question number three, the answer is parents. Question number four, the answer is the home. Question number five, I'll give you a little bit of leeway here. The answer is vital. The word to go in the blank is vital, or if you say huge or essential, I think I use those words as well in my sermon. So either of those three words will work, vital or huge or essential. So I think it was a pretty easy test, so I think all kids, if you're listening, could have got 100% on that one. So if you did get 100%, you can come to me after the service, and I will give you your prize. How did you do, Emily? Did you ace it? <laughs> That's cool in prayer. Lord, it's been good for us to be here this morning. Thank you for each mother. May they go from here, and I pray that all of us would today, and being Mother's Day, give our mothers the honor, do them. But Lord, more than that, I pray that you'd help us all to realize that this is something that should be done every day, not just on Mother's Day. And that we would go from here challenged to honor our mothers and treat them with honor every day. Lord, whatever this week holds for us, help us to live it in light of what you told us here this morning. So dismiss us now with your blessing, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.